is the number one commodity in the world that you can't get back once it's gone. Time. So I will keep this brief. I'm Muthita Panmuk, a time efficiency expert and a business operations strategist, who is as known as the Time Queen. Welcome to my Get Unstuck Radio. Running a business can be very overwhelming at times, especially in the first few years when you are required to wear the hats and do other things. You started your company because you had a vision that almost every business owner has when they begin. You wanted freedom, true freedom. So you are in the right place to help you build and grow your business that support your lifestyle. Not the other way around. Without further ado, let's get unstuck. Today we have a very sweet guest to share something with you. That the part that I personally don't like, but I know that you're gonna love it towards the end. So please welcome Liz Wilcox with me today, and she's an email marketer. Hi, Liz. Hey everyone! I'm so excited to be here and to help you get unstuck. This is gonna be awesome. Yeah. So before we get and start in the email marketing part, which is gonna be a very joyful conversation that ah I didn't have for a very long time. How you become an email marketer or even start your entrepreneur journey, list? Yeah. So I find that you know if you listen to podcasts and you hear other email marketers, a lot of them started off as email service providers. Um, or, you know, they were doing sort of copywriting in the background for other people's businesses. I actually did it kind of the opposite way. I started off as an RV blogger. So an RV in other parts of the, or of the world, it might be called a caravan. And so I knew I wanted to travel the country in an RV, but I had no means to do that. I was married at the time. My husband was in the military, and so I just kind of started googling ways to make money from home. Um, I had a master's degree in leadership, but I also had a baby, so it was like you know I couldn't exactly go back to work, but I wanted to make this work. I wanted to make my dream come true. So of course, you know, you Google how to make money from home. A bunch of stuff pops up about blogging. And I saw some other kind of RV travel bloggers and I looked at them and they were so young and beautiful. And if you look on your phone right now, hashtag RV life on Instagram, you'll see what I mean. And I was like, oh yes, I'm going to do that. I'm going to hashtag RV life all over these internet streets. And that's how I'm going to make a living. And that's what I'm going to do. So of course I got the WordPress site. I started building the site out and you know, then I realized just how hard it was, right? They always make it seem so easy, uh, you know, on the webinars and in the blog posts, but I realized, you know, wow, this is a lot of work. But what I kept hearing across the board, no matter, you know, what webinar I signed up for, what blog post, what newsletter I was reading, was all the big, you know, quote unquote gurus were saying, I wish I would have taken my email list more seriously. I wish I would have grown my email list from the beginning. Um, you know, all most of my money comes from email marketing. Even if I'm spending on Facebook ads, it all, you know, it all comes from email or a lot of it comes from email. And mama didn't raise no fool. I'm living, I'm living in the RV at this point. I only have time, you know, in between naps and when everybody's sleeping after dinner to build the site. So I started building my email list 
heavy. And I started, oh, they say email once a week. I'm emailing once a week. They say build your own product. In the first six months, I had built my own product. Uh, they say survey your customers or your potential customers. I'm sending out emails asking questions. And over the years, after three years, I had built out something like a dozen digital products. I had a virtual summit. I had a course. I had a book. You know, you name it, I gave it a go. I even had an RV mastermind, okay? Like, I just was trying anything that anybody, you know, gave me the idea for. And it worked. It was, my conversion rates were crazy. In fact, when I built my first online course, it was on RV maintenance. I've never changed a bike tire before in my life. I actually had someone help me create the content. But I had 141 people on that wait list, you know, that had clicked, yes, I'd be interested in an RV maintenance course. And I had a traditional five-day, Monday through Friday, open cart close about 100 days later. It took me about 100 days to build out the course. And I had made 141 sales. So absolutely crazy. And my goal was 300. So I'm like, oh, no, I didn't, I didn't make it. But then I realized oh, wow, every single person that said they were interested actually bought. Like, that's truly unheard of. So I went to a conference. I'm telling my story. And I didn't realize this conference had a lot of email marketers and copywriters and service providers. And I didn't even know what any of that really was. And I'm telling my story. And they're like, oh, my gosh, what are you doing in the RV space? You need to be teaching people how you did that. And I had been kind of wanting to move away from the RV space for a while anyway. Like I think I mentioned, I have a master's degree in leadership. I don't want to talk about RV maintenance all day. <laughs> um, and so I actually ended up selling that blog um, about a year after my course launch, March of 2020, and went all in uh, teaching people my framework, how I actually did that, how someone that was very, you know, business to consumer, right? No one's no one's cheaper than someone who lives in a box on wheels and doesn't pay for electricity. <laughs> like, how did I get them to actually, you know, purchase a digital course when they had no idea what a digital course was? And so for the last couple of years at the time of this recording, uh, that's what I've been doing. Wow. I mean, wow. That's awesome. But how do you get to, like, how these frameworks come together? Sure. So that's another fun story. I know that. So I was an RV blogger. I didn't travel for the first year of having my RV site. I was just like, hey, this is going to be a business. Uh, you know, join up. Let's let's get Liz Wilcox and the family on, out on the road. I'm uh, if you can't tell me now, I'm a, I'm a little shameless. If I've got a goal, I'm just going to go out there and I'm just going to, you know, do all that I can to make sure it happens. And I realized that the more that I wrote um, and the more that I got into our being, you know, the less time I had, because uh, we were actually, you know, after a year, we got on the road, my kid was starting to get a little older, you know, we got outside, you know, and I'm traveling, I want to see these things that are out there, you know, what's the point in traveling if I'm just in my RV all day. And so I came up with this uh, framework for my newsletters where I would just give, you know, a lot of email marketers will tell you, tell stories, stories connect, blah, 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 which that's true. I just told you probably like a three to five minute story about how I got into email marketing. Stories do connect. 
But at the same time, um, you know, when we sit down to tell a story, it seems overwhelming. We've got our, you know, high school English teacher uh, in the back of our head. Hey, you know, you've got to have a first paragraph, a middle, an ending. You've got to have, you know, an antagonist and a protagonist, and you have all these things in your head. And you got to have the peak of the story and start with the hook, all these confusing things. Uh, most of us did not start a writing business, and now we're having to write all the time. And it's just really overwhelming. So I said, okay, well, sure, I can, there's got to be another way. So I started giving out personal updates. Of course, I was a travel blogger. So it came very naturally to me to, hey, you know, we're on the Mississippi River today. We did X, Y, and Z. Anyway, here's my blog post. I really want you to read my blog post, right? And so when I tra transferred over, I sold that and I transferred over to the email marketing, I realized personal updates can work for anyone, whether you're e-commerce, you're SaaS, uh, you know, you're another blogger, you're a service provider. You can just make those quick personal updates just like, uh, I don't have my phone, let me pick up my mouse. <laughs> uh, you know, you like, I'm, I'm calling you, you know, like, hey, Christy, hey, J JC, what's up? And they say, oh, nothing. I just, you know, I just put the kid on the bus. But, you know, let's talk about last night, like on Survivor, whatever show. And then you get into the actual conversation. That personal update, just two to three sentences. Let me put my mouse phone down. Uh, that two to three sentences of you know just making that quick human connection like if you have a an audience uh full of moms you know saying that i just put my kid on the bus oh she's a mom too without saying without giving your birth story right or if you've got a bunch of people that are doctors in your audience saying you know oh i just got out of the hospital or uh you know like don't you hate it when you run out of latex gloves or, you know, something like that, just something in the next, you know, that's happened to you in the last seven days or, you know, the last month since you emailed them, two to three sentences. Um, and then you can segue into um, the content, right? Whether you've got a new podcast episode like Mutita, or you've got a blog post, or you have a new offer for people and you want them to check out the sales page just giving that quick two to three sentences. And when I say segue, you can literally put the caps lock on your keyboard and write the word anyway, dot, dot, dot. What I really wanna to talk to you about is my new offer or the new update on our software. Uh, you know, my new blog post, pocket, whatever the heck, you know, my new TikTok channel, you know, whatever you're promoting, whatever you actually wanna talk about. Um, yeah. That's the that's the uh, newsletter framework. I call it twenty minute newsletter. So if you're taking more than twenty minutes, you're really doing it wrong. Ooh, okay. Are you talking to someone who like I'm not gonna write anything anymore? <laughs> Writing for me is too hard. <laughs> I mean, one of the ways that is not my native language, even though in in Thai, I'm already struggle. <laughs> so I just not really like to write things and then like update everyone about that but yeah that's kind of works though um it reminds me that every time that i'm on the phone that's actually what happened the reason why you call me is actually not this first thing <laughs> right you're not you know of course you tell stories humans are natural storytellers right 
But for the most part, yeah, just think of it like an actual conversation. You sit down for lunch or you get on your mouse phone, right? And, you know, you just, hey, uh, yeah, you know, I just finished taking the dogs out. Uh, I just wanted to let you know, you know, I've got a doctor's appointment today. I won't be home, mm -hmm. right? Like that, you know, and so it's the same with your newsletter. Hey, I just finished taking the dogs out. I've got a bunch of podcast interviews today, but I just wanted to let you know, uh, you know, my sale is still happening until Friday. Make sure you check out the page. You know, something, I mean, I just wrote that newsletter. That took what, 10 seconds? That can, it, your newsletter can be 10 sentences. You know, it doesn't have to be this long drown out thing, especially in this post COVID world we're living in. Everybody just spent the last, at the time of this recording, almost two years just sitting on their phone, sitting on their computer. And think about it, when you're, you're scrolling on your phone, you're probably also have the TV on. Maybe you have a spouse or a kid that's also, you know, hey, check this out. You know, like, look at my Instagram while you're looking at your Instagram, uh, you know, while the kids shows are on in the background. You've got three screens on you at once. Like our brains are really old computers. They're not meant to process that much information at once, right? It can be really overwhelming. So with the newsletter, if you can just get in, get out quickly, make that personal connection, give something of value quickly, chances are the next time you email, someone's going to remember, oh yeah, Mutita, she 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 gives it to me real quick. I have time to open that and they're going to open that email. Yeah, you you mentioned about the open rates and your open rate is pretty high. And I believe that many people who is listening at here, like my audience right here, they do also having that problem. Like there are mainly two school thoughts, I guess. One of the thing is that keep your email list tight only for those who have a high opening rate remains. On the other hand, though, um, they may say like you have to build the email list because it's the the resource that is will be your asset along the way what do you think yeah it depends on um your main main goal so as far as getting your numbers big 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 um I think that's more of a vanity matrix right like oh I've got a million followers on Instagram but if you can't sell a dollar to them you know or make a dollar from them like what's the point you're just you know you're full of you've got a bunch of freebie suckers right um but if you if you're some kind of blogger or something that you know sponsors give you money for the amount you know that they care about those vanity metrics then sure build the list as big as you can um but why not both <laughs> why not have a big list that opens and so as far as getting your open rates, first, I want to say that Apple does have an iOS update that there's a lot of freak out about open rates. And is this really a reliable metric anymore? And I will say at the time of this recording, we're not exactly sure. We need a lot more data in order to see it. As far as my email list, um, my open rate actually has increased since the update. I'm at an almost 60% open rate uh, total for about almost 2,000 subscribers with a two-year-old email list. So that's pretty incredible. Um, and so what I, the way that I look at open rates is 
it's more about the health of your list and open rates is one indicator. If people are opening your emails, it's healthy, right? Uh, if they're clicking on them, if they're replying, you know, if they're going, doing the thing that you want them to do, the call to action, that's, that's more of, think of it instead of open rates, think about it being healthy. And so with your health, it's also, you can think of it, another word would be kind of your reputation. So I call it the internet gods, right? There are internet gods, there are spiders crawling all the way from Google to YouTube, to your site, to your emails, um, all over the place. It's a very, very technical uh, you know, thing happening behind the scenes. But if you've got a good reputation with those internet gods, with those spiders, they are going to make sure that your emails are seen. So let me backtrack and say, every email has three jobs. First, you have to, your email has to be seen. Second, your email needs to be opened. And third, uh, your, email, your email has to give a call to action. Like somebody takes, you know, takes action on your CTA. And so in order to get it seen, you do have to be aware of that reputation of those open and click rates. And because otherwise, if you've got, you know, this huge list with, you know, five to 10, even 20% of people opening, uh, you know, every time you get a new lead, right, we are always looking for new leads, likely it's going to go into spam. And that new warm lead isn't checking their spam every day, right? Unless they're obsessed with email like me, I check my spam like crazy, but that's literally my job. <laughs> I do this, you know, 40 hours a week. Um, Chances are most people are barely checking their email unless, you know, you are rocking it with email, let alone their spam folder. And so that's why we need to pay attention to, yes, still open rates. I still believe that click rates, getting people to reply, um, things of that nature. And so once you can get your email seen, then get them opened, right? Get them, you know, oh, Mutina sent something to me. Awesome. I know I can't wait for her next podcast. You know, maybe she sends it out Wednesday afternoons. Yes, it's Wednesday. I'm opening that up. And then the call to action. Yes, I'm clicking on the podcast. I'm clicking to see the new software update. I'm clicking to check out the new offer. You know, I'm clicking to see this funny TikTok they sent me, whatever the case is, right? We can go so many directions uh, with the call to action. This episode is sponsored by Mutita Clothing, like what I'm wearing right here. So if you are a petty sized lady who are looking for high quality apparels as well as a neat cutting and premium pattern, check it out at mutitaclothing.com so that you can be simply elegant by no time. Let's get back to the episode. And sometimes the call to action can just be they read the whole dang thing. They got to the signature, right? Like sometimes we just want them to read. We want them to be engaged in that way. Um, now, in order to get them to see the emails, uh, you know, get that first job done, you wanna make sure you are cold scrubbing your list. So that means getting all those old people off of your list. I know it seems like, oh my gosh, I worked so hard for those leads. Maybe you even paid for them. But if they're not opening your emails, they're dragging the list down. They're making those internet gods say, oh, 80% of people don't care about Liz's emails. So I'm just going to send them to the spam folder. Now, if you've got a crazy open rate, 
Right. If you've got an open rate, like, you know, 30 to 50% are opening Liz's emails. Oh, Liz must be important to people. We're going to put that over in the inbox. So make sure you're regularly, you know, deleting those old subscribers and you can even export them. You don't have to, if you run Facebook ads, Google ads, things like that, you don't want to delete them completely. You can export them to, in order to use them on other platforms, but you've got to get them off your list because every time you send them an email and they don't open, you know, that just signals to the internet gods that you're unimportant and your email should go into spam. You know, they shouldn't be seen, they should be buried. Um, and then just making sure you have a really solid welcome sequence. Whenever someone gets onto your email list, you've got to welcome them in a way, I call it the email staircase, follower, friend, customer. Welcome them in a way that, you know, you're friendly with them. I don't mean like your best friend, you know, you're calling on your mouse phone and, you know, you're spilling all the dirt about, you know, gossip, uh, you know, from your neighborhood church or, or the pool that you heard at the pool, whatever. But just someone that, you know, like Mutina and I, we have this mutual interest with online business strategy. You know, we're sharing tips together, um, that kind of friendship. And then once you have that friendship, you know, you know them, they know you, it's much easier to turn them into a customer because you know their language, you know what they're opening, you know what they're clicking on, and you know what they're not clicking on, right? So that's very easy to start, uh, you know, really segmenting offers. Um, I lost my train of thought. I hope you don't edit it out because I'm imperfect. <laughs> oh yeah, follower, friend, customer. And so you've got to have that thank you. You've got to have that welcome sequence that um, you know gets them saying, these are my offers. These are the expectations of the newsletter. I'm going to offer you free and paid services, resources, products, whatever word you want to use. Um, I'm going to email you once a week on Tuesdays, you know, bi-monthly, uh, you know, on the 1st and the 15th, whatever it is, whenever you email. And then you follow through on that and that, you know, oh, Liz follow, you know, she said she was going to email on Tuesday. Holy crap, here's an email on Tuesday. She means what she says. It's just this, you know, it's not like they're literally thinking that, but in the back of their head, that's signaling. Um, and so with that welcome sequence, um, yeah, you've really got to set that up. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking through thinking along with you that I actually unexpected to see like a particular email from like a company that I subscribe and it's get into my inbox every Monday, first thing of every week. And I see that every week, like very consistent. So I know what you mean now. Okay, seems like that we have to educate and train the subscribers instead of let them tell us what they want, right? Yes, 100%. You need to make sure um, people are, you know, they're, they know what to expect and that you're, you know, sort of guiding them into what you want them to do. And that might seem like weird, you know, like, oh, I don't want to manipulate anyone or whatever. Here's the thing, they can unsubscribe at any time. If you say something or you try to guide them in a way, right? 
that they're like, oh no, I don't like that. Like, you know, you sign up for my list. I keep talking about personal updates. Actually, Liz, I love storytelling. Like you, you're, feel free to unsubscribe. If you're just listening to the podcast, you can't see behind me, but I've got sync posters. I'm wearing a Will Smith sweater. Uh, I love 90s pop culture. If you're like, you know, I really love the Backstreet Boys and I'm so sick of you talking about Justin Timberlake, unsubscribe. People can unsubscribe. So, But you want to lead them in a way that says, this is who I am. This is what I have to offer. And this is why you should, you know, quote unquote, pick me for whatever service you're providing, right? And so with those welcome emails, that first email, you just want, however they got on your list, you want to thank them for that. If you are giving away some sort of, you know, freebie, download, uh, whatever, you want to just deliver it and get, get, get out of there, right? They're not your friend yet. They don't care who you are. <laughs> you know, you can put in one little sentence, uh, you know, for me, it would be, you know, my name's Liz Wilcox. The only thing that I love more than NSYNC is talking emails. Like, gotta go, bye. Right? And so, <laughs> right. Yeah, right. And so then the second email, you want to give some of your best content. So, you know, if you are um, a, a software company, maybe you send a video that shows some of your best features. If you're just a regular blogger, Maybe you send your best performing post. Uh, you know, if you're a podcaster, maybe you just send even a five minute clip of, you know, something really funny that happened in a podcast, just some of your best content, you know, you're putting your best foot forward and that's training them to say, oh, you know, Liz is Liz. For me, I send a video because I, I want people to watch videos. I want them to listen to my podcast. I want them to sign up for my master classes. And so that signals to them, oh, Liz does a lot of video. So when I sell them later on video, they've already seen me in that second day. Um, the third one is when you give those newsletter expectations like I was talking about, you know, kind of tell them like, this is who I am. This is who I think you are, right? For me, oh, entrepreneurs, we crave freedom. We don't want to work the nine to five. And here's what you can expect. Tuesday afternoon emails, uh, you know, whatever in my Facebook group, funny stories on Instagram, uh, you know, whatever it is that you want to provide. Also free and paid resources on how to make newsletters simple. You know, whatever your solution is, tell them that right from the beginning. Like the biggest problem I see a lot of people uh, doing when they start their email list or when they welcome people is they don't make it very clear what their offers are or that they even have offers, especially if you're brand new and you're like, well, I'm not selling anything yet. Just tell them that it's coming because eventually you will sell something. And then the last one is kind of your big why, why you got into this, why you started a software company, you know, what problems you saw in the industry and how you're looking to fix it. Why you started an RV travel blog when you didn't even have your RV yet, you know, why you sold your blog to get into, you know, email marketing, whatever your story is, because by the fourth time, if they're still opening, they are interested, they do like you, your company, um, and they want to learn more. So that's when you can start to really open up the conversation. Ah, but then, so correct me if I'm wrong, I'm kind of confused between once they subscribe, okay, they get the welcome sequence, but then when the really weekly newsletters happen? 
Yeah, so with those welcome, I, sh I shared with you kind of four sequential emails. Personally, I send them, you know, let's say Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I don't wait around. Some people, I, I highly recommend, this is where you put on your thinking cap and you think about your business, your personality, and your folks, and what is right for them. And you might need to experiment. Um, but after that, you know, pick a time when you're going to send those newsletters, and that's when they start to get them, right? And so if you sent, let's say you send your newsletter out on Tuesdays, if somebody subscribed on Monday, they're not going to get that newsletter until you're done uh, with that. Uh, with that sequence. And if you guys need help with that, if you're listening and you're like, uh, that still seems a little confusing, just email me. I'm sure we can put my email address in the show notes um, and I'll show you exactly what I mean. Because if you're not familiar with email service providers, it can be a little confusing, but I want to make sure you get it right. Yeah. So get to that. Which one would you recommend as the email? So, you know, <laughs> people are going to be crazy. Like I would, yeah, let me think my clients change pretty often. Like I, I find like some clients like to change the software. On the other hand, though, they may not use it enough. So ours, we change from active campaign to right now HubSpot. So what is your opinion on that? <laughs> sure. So just full disclosure, I've only ever personally used ConvertKit. And that's kind of like a for creatives by creatives um, platform. It's very simple. I recommend it for anyone that is just getting started and, you know, they know, you know, they listen to this podcast. Okay. Yes. Email marketing. That seems doable. I'm going to give it a go. I recommend that they have a freemium offer now. So you can get like your first thousand or something for free. I can't, don't quote me on that number. I've always paid for it. Um, so I'm not exactly sure. I can't remember, but it's very simple. Um, the dashboard is easy to understand. Um, there's not a lot of bells and whistles. So you just kind of get in and get out. So I like that aspect of ConvertKit. If you're looking for something that is definitely free, MailChimp also has had a ton of um, updates in the last couple of years. That's a good option. Mutina recommended or mentioned uh, Active Campaign. Now, Active Campaign is similar to ConvertKit, um, but it has a lot more of those bells and whistles. It's you're able to really build it out. So as you grow to multiple six figures and beyond, Active Campaign should be able to grow with you as well. I will say ConvertKit is kind of catching up, um, but Active Campaign is definitely there already. Uh, as far as Flowdesk, HubSpot, did you say HubSpot? Um, there's, I mean, there's a bunch out there. Clavio or something, I can't even pronounce that one. It's a lot for e-commerce. That one's pretty good too. But honestly, I would recommend, you know, just picking one that, you know, you go to the sales page. Yes, okay, this makes sense to me. If the sales page makes sense to you or their homepage makes sense to you, chances are you're going to be able to use it and also as email marketing and business um, goes more online, they have better customer service. So you're gonna be able to you know, ask customer service or just hit up YouTube whenever you get confused. Um, and it doesn't really matter as long as you get started. 
I agree. You can change that later anytime, but don't change too often. <laughs> yeah, don't now. Yeah, I was just thinking of a Backstreet Boys song. Don't go breaking my heart. I think I think that's a Backstreet Boys. Like, do not change every six months. Please stick with something enough for you to build your reputation, right? That way, because when you switch, you have to start your reputation basically from scratch again because you have a new service provider. There's new internet gods. It's a whole thing, right? Um, but if you have already built up that reputation with your folks, they're going to start opening those emails quickly with the new service provider and you'll be able to build up that uh, reputation much more quickly. But I would recommend, um, you know, stick with it for a few years unless it really is like, oh my gosh, I truly picked the wrong one or you're ready to go. I wouldn't change until you're just absolutely utterly confused, uh, something bad happens or you're truly ready to go to the next level and you've heard from that service provider themselves that they cannot do what you need them to do. 100%, 100%. So I believe that you help um, basically business owner or anyone want to have an email subscriber doing this job easier. How do you help them? Yeah, so I am on a freaking mission to make sure everyone knows email marketing is for them. And I know I'm breaking the number one rule of marketing. Like you've got to, you got to niche down and, you know, I'm like, I'm like closing in on my screen right now. You got to niche down, you got to talk to one person. But for me, I've niched down to email marketing. I talk about email marketing only. Um, ask me about social media. I'll tell you, I don't know a dang thing. Um <laughs> But for me, I love helping people understand email marketing because I grew up very poor. Um, you know, I still to this day financially support my mother. Um, I'm pretty sure I made more money this month than my mother has made like in an entire year ever in her whole life. And so I mentioned that because when I realized I could make money online and I could just literally send out an email and make cash, even when it was just $1, I felt like I had unlocked, you know, I don't know, this golden era of life. Like I had, I was like, these rich people are have been lying. This is, I can do this too. You know, like this isn't just for the, you know, the haves and the have nots. I can be a have too. And so I'm on a mission to make sure, you know, you can be a have too, and you can do it with email marketing. So if you're wondering more about that welcome sequence, I literally have one written for you. You can just go to LizWilcox.com and get that welcome sequence. It's completely written for you. If you go to LizWilcox.com, there's a shiny pink button in the top right-hand corner. It says free swipes. They're called swipe files. And basically those are things I've already written that you can take and make your own. Of course, you know, I might mention a boy band or two. You're going to have to take that out and mention, you know, whatever it is your thing is. Um, and then if you want to really take it further and you say, okay, yes, I'm ready to commit to email marketing. I actually have a membership. It's $9 a month. Like, yes, it's really that cheap. I'm not going to try to upsell you in three months to make it, uh, you know, more expensive. It's really, and I, I say it's cheap because again, I started out very poor. I didn't have any money to invest. I didn't have money to, you know, 
get an OBM or some kind of business coach. I really had to do it, you know, late night red eyes on YouTube, you know, trying to dig deeper. And I don't want, I don't want anyone that comes into my universe to feel like, you know, they have to, uh, you know, sacrifice like a good dinner in order to know more about emails, right? And so I try to make it as affordable and accessible as possible for when you're just, you know, yes, I know email marketing, I'm just getting started, or you've done it and it's just not working for you to come in and get exactly what you need. So I actually write that weekly newsletter every single week. It's delivered straight to your inbox. It comes with a template, an outline, and two swipes. So you can actually see what the template looks like in real action. And I read it from two different perspectives. You know, maybe last, last night I wrote it from like the perspective of the service provider. And then the next one was like the perspective of someone who had an Etsy shop. So you can see no matter what your business is, how it actually works. And that's $9 a month. Um, I plan on that being the Netflix of email marketing. I can't wait for you to join. <laughs> it's gonna, we have soup, we have a lot of fun. Uh, but those are the two ways that um, people mainly work with me. Yeah, that sounds amazing. So everyone, um, the link will be in the description below and as well as in the show notes. So yeah, shake it out, shake it out. Um, yeah, list. Um, and where else they can follow your work and apart from your website? Yeah, sure. Of course, I want you to get on that email list, get those swipes. You also get three newsletter examples and 52 subject lines that have garnered me a 40% open rate or higher if you go to LizWilcox.com. Or you can hang out with me on Instagram. I do a lot of stories um, about email marketing tips, uh, 90s boy bands, um, and of course, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're into that come hang out oh and of course I live on the beach so if you like beach pics um over your email tips that's what I'm dishing out on Instagram at the Liz Wilcox t-h-e Liz Wilcox that sounds amazing to me so everyone don't forget to follow Liz after this um I mean this is something that you couldn't deny that is very interested and everyone needs to have a great email marketing. So thank you, Liz, for joining Get Unstuck Radio today. Thank you. I can't wait to see what you guys do with email marketing. I hope this episode inspired you to get unstuck wherever you are in your journey so that you can have your business that support your lifestyle. Get a show note at helpyougetunstuck.com today. Start implementing what you have learned. The results of your consistent effort and improvement are worth it because you deserve the freedom to enjoy your life. Speak to you next time and don't forget to get unstuck.